Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Blues, it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not the Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care To the hook, just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget, live, not so live, and that is a song by me, sung by me, written by me, about this dude, <laughs> right here, Biloxi Blues. For all you low-lifing son-of-a-guns out there, you low-lifers, I hope that you're all doing well out there. And I am beyond excited. It's rare that in the low-budget live bar and grill that I get a guest at all. Y'all know, I I get to call in guests. I rarely get an actual guest. And then it's even rarer than that that I get this dude cornered. For a podcast, and that is my dad on Father's Day, nonetheless, Marty Duncan, the infamous Marty D. Y'all hear me talk about all the time, right here in the flesh on Low Budget Live. Proud to be here. I mean, is the low does the low budget live bar and grill live up to? Oh, absolutely. All the the low lifers seem to think they they criticize me sometimes because they think that it's uh, it doesn't maybe actually doesn't have a grill to it. But no, it's got a grill. It's got a grill. It's just not upstairs here with us, but it's a low-budget live bar and grill. It'd be a fire hazard up here. <laughs> I, think, I think it would be. I think it would be. So, <coughs> hope all of you daddies out there uh, had a great Father's Day. We're actually recording this on Father's Day, but this is the podcast for June 22nd, Monday, June 22nd of this stupid year 2020 <laughs> that just keeps getting dumber and dumber. But uh, hope all of you, uh, if your daddy's out there, I hope you got good Father's Day gifts. I think that dad and I can both say that we got good gifts. Uh, I, I said last week, I gave him a reminder. I'm like, this is your last warning. I try to do this at every holiday because, you know, men, we, we 
tend to suck at gift giving. So yeah. I got there's a there's a few <clears throat> women low lifers that listen, but I know they take care of their men. But all these guys that listen to the podcast, I'm always like, listen, yeah, this is this is your warning. So get your daddy something nice. No ties, no socks. I mean, hey, I came out here because I was asked to deliver your present that Marissa got you, and I, I <laughs> wasn't I wasn't even expecting uh, gifts. And get out here and get a great new Shimano rod and a. Uh, Abu Real. Yeah, got hooked up. Man, I'm telling you, I'm ready. That's first new rod and reel I've had since 1986. Yeah, back when he was sponsored, back in his sponsor <laughs> days. He, uh, yeah, so dad got, get dad got hooked up. And then Marissa, the triple threat, and my dad worked together on a Blackstone. Shout out me, Blackstone. If y'all are watching this, we could use a little bit more sponsorship. Uh, we appreciate the fine folks at Startron, but we could we could take a Blackstone Grill sponsorship, I think. Well, let me tell you something. They're hard to find at Father's <laughs> Day because well, Marissa and I looked the countryside over and finally found one. Uh, the four burner thirty six inch. Yeah, that's yeah, what you right. want, and that's what you want in life. You want that four burner thirty six inch because yeah. I mean, it, it says it'll hold thirty six chicken breasts, and I don't know. I mean, what man doesn't need something that'll hold thirty six chicken breasts? Seventy two pancakes. 72 pancakes. Mm-hmm. Well, I've cooked on it twice today already. I got her all, uh, got it all seasoned, as they say, and follow the direct, the instructions, the Good. instructions. And uh, I got her all cranked up and ready to go. But hope y'all, if you are a daddy out there, which is the greatest gift in the world to be a daddy, I have to say, for me, I've got a house full of youngins. They, uh, sometimes they cause this gray in the beard, but, uh, and like we have the dad too. But, uh, it's pretty awesome. It is the it's the greatest gift. And I give you all a hard time about the socks and the ties and all that. If you if your little one walks up with a homemade card and some socks, that's pretty awesome too. So uh, don't think I'm being ugly if you didn't get a rod and reel or a grill. And and listen, the greatest thing I got was a homemade card. I, I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We learned something last night. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa is multi-talented and she uh Marissa's making greeting cards and she made dad his uh his greeting cards. So. Get on the list, folks. You'll want one. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll pimp that out on yeah. here. We, we'll sell you some greeting cards on, on LBL. Uh, but we want to say thank you to the fine folks at StarTron for always bringing y'all low budget life. This would have been a great Father's Day gift, getting your uh, getting your your daddy that you love uh, some StarTron to kick ethanol in the teeth in his weed eater, in his chainsaw, in that old outboard engine that's sitting around letting ethanol build up in it. But uh, StarTron and the fine folks at StarBright bringing you low budget life week after week after week. All the fine cleaning products, and we appreciate them very, very, very much. And uh, we appreciate Dad being here. This is awesome. So I, I'm, y'all know me. I normally just roll. And I've got I've got guests that call in, but we're not going to do that this way. We're going to do a little different. We'll talk some fishing with Dad because this is where all my love for this entire sport came from. This guy, for sure, and he started me out. I mean, we always pond fished, we 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 bank fished, and we had a little low aluminum boat, and we didn't go to the if I got to go to the what I called the river, you know, go to the lake. It wasn't a ton. We'd go bluegill fishing, but when I was ten. He took me, quote, bass fishing for the first time on the river, like just bass fishing on Wilson Lake, and we crushed them, and I was like, whoa. And then he said, hey, well, you know, they have, kind of like me with Hudson, you know, they have these tournaments. Oh, what? What's a tournament? But Dad started, uh, he he's actually had a fishing career in the past, back what? 
Late 70s, 80s? Late 70s, early 80s, up to the time you were born, and I was uh, given strict instructions. Uh, okay, so y- y'all know, y'all y'all that follow along, you know we lost my mom last fall. In, in, in that, we were talking with a preacher one day, and my dad tells a story that I'd never heard. And dad had this career... Uh, uh, ambitions, dreams, just like us to be most of most of y'all out there watching to be a professional angler, and it wasn't easy then, and it's still not easy. It's still the hardest thing in the world. It's the impossible dream, like Carl Jacobs has said on boats and pros. We'll get to boats and pros later, but talk about that. You were you traveled to Texas to Toledo Bend. You went to Florida. You were you were fishing all over the place, fishing locally, but fishing regionally, fishing country. So talk about that, but tell the story that you told. Because I think it's amazing. It's pretty pretty fitting. So uh, when I was in high school, uh, I, I had already uh, started fishing bass fishing quite a bit. Uh, grew up with with uh, your great grandma, Ma Powell, mm-hmm. and I uh, tromping the creek banks of, of our Some of my your great grandma yeah. and. And uh, we'd go just about every day in the summertime, and I'm talking about when I'm nine, ten, and uh, our house burned down when I was a freshman in high school, and we had to move. And when we moved, we landed with a neighbor, um, Ronnie Kilpatrick. You you remember Ronnie Kilpatrick? And and Ronnie Kilpatrick had a bass boat, and I'd I'd never seen one. Probably looked like a rocket ship. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen, and and I just sat on his porch till he finally took me, and he fished in local clubs, and and, and so I I got started there, and that was at about, that was at 13. So uh, by the time I was 15, uh, I I managed to have my own boat, uh, pulling it with, with mom's, Buick Electra 225 <laughs> uh, without a driver's license, which I, uh, on a January trip to Smith Lake, managed to jackknife it in the middle of the road going to uh, the ramp in the dark and and the trailer bent straight. Anyway, it's a long story, but uh, uh, so so I, uh, I did do that, started fishing the club, uh, had, had some great times uh, in local clubs. Learned a lot from some great fishermen. I mean, Luke, you know this area. Oh yeah, we. This, this area is blessed with a lot of great fishermen, and and my goal was to uh, you know fish Bassmaster Classic someday. That was all I and 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 back in those days you, when the classic time was here, you didn't know where it was going to be. Yeah, it was a surprise. It was a surprise. They put all of them on a, a airplane and took them somewhere and. I remember it was in October of 1974, and I would have been a sophomore, I guess, uh, in high school. And I, 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 they only we have social media; we didn't have much newscast, and but we had the Nashville, Tennessean newspaper. And I was leaving for school one morning, and it was laying on the table, and on the front page, and just a little blurb from the sports section. Classic lands on Wheeler, <laughs> and I, and I said what? And so I grabbed it. And I opened up and read the story, and the Bassmasters Classic was thirty five miles from my house at Joe Wheeler State Park <laughs> Resort. School's out. Tommy I'm, Martin. Tommy Martin. Well, they were all there, and you know Tommy won it with thirty three pounds, but 
but Tommy Mark was there. Bill Dance was there. Al Lidner was there. Uh, on and on, rolling Mark, on guys, and on. Bob, guys, I mean, yeah. the guys, the, the 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 OGs for sure. So, and but the greatest thing I remember, and I got, and I got a ride and got there uh, for two days. They drained the swimming pool of the State Park Resort, filled it with lake water, and every fish that got weighed in, they put it in that swimming pool. <laughs> and it was the greatest event. Uh, even Johnny Morris was in that Bassmaster Classic. Did so he try to buy the State Park? He, he did buy it later, <laughs> okay, okay. and later sold it back to the State of Alabama. But, yeah. but, but Johnny was there and was quite the fisherman at the time. Uh, so anyway, back in, and 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 went from there. And when I got out of high school, uh, went to University of North Alabama. Took my boat with me every day. Had to work, uh, so I parked behind the gym every day. Went fishing just about every day on Wilson or Pickwick. And uh, when and, and then your mama and I'd been dating for a long time. We got married when I was a, a sophomore in college, and. Uh, kind of slowed my fishing down a little bit, but not probably not enough. And uh, you didn't come along for four or five years. And in that five years, I had a, a hell of a fishing career. Uh, so I was traveling the world. I was fishing. Uh, I fished uh, multiple Bassmasters events. But back in those days, there was a lot of big tournaments that, that weren't necessary. Like, yeah, more regional stuff, right, like right. federation type. Right, deal. exactly. And I, I fished federations, finished high and, and federation on Kentucky lakes every year and handed my money to Billy Phillips back in those days. Uh, but but anyway, so uh, I, I think it was when your mom was was pregnant with you and there was Skeeter, which was sponsoring me at the time. I was getting... Yeah, boy. Yeah, baby. Uh, went through a few Skeeters back in those days, but... But so Skeeter was putting on this mega event uh, out on Toledo Bend, and uh, and 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 of course they asked me to come. I was it was an invitational. I was invited and uh, went, and um, uh, at, at great objection from from your mom. But uh, and 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 listen, back in those days, you didn't make much money if you won, and sponsors never had quite. No. Caught up with it no. yet? You know, Tommy Martin. You were ahead of your time, is what you're trying. Yeah, to say. I was way ahead. I, so. I, I, I should have slowed down a little. <laughs> Tommy Martin won fifteen thousand dollars for winning the nineteen seventy four Bassmaster yeah. Classic. Okay, and he only won fifteen thousand dollars because uh, he caught big fish two days. <laughs> but uh, you know, and that was a winner take all Bassmaster Classic. Uh, you know, back in those days. So anyway, so I go to Toledo Bend. It's a week-long tournament. It's three practice days, three tournament days. Uh, I led the first day. Uh, uh, I fell the seventh on the second day and ended up fishing, finishing second in this tournament. And Tommy Martin was in the tournament. Rick Clum. I mean, a lot of guys in the tournament that uh, I, I idolized and still do. Uh, but Come in second and I won seven thousand dollars. I won half as much as Tommy. That's a big deal. Well, a big big deal. deal. Yeah. I was pretty excited about it, and uh, I stayed excited all the way home until I pulled in the driveway and knew something was wrong immediately when everything I owned was piled in the driveway. <laughs> 
and it wasn't piled neatly in the driveway. <laughs> it was just there. It was just there. And and your mama had been going in, to and from work still, expecting you and working, and she didn't bother moving it. She'd just run over it. <laughs> uh, so I knew she was upset, but then. <laughs> I didn't know how upset till I put my key in the door and the new locks were different. <laughs> so the great news was my mom lived next door, your grandma. So um, I moved in over there uh, for a day or two <laughs> till I talked my way back in, uh, you know, and your mom was right. I sold the Skeeter, uh, got out of fishing, worked, uh, built uh, a, a career in in, in uh, a job and uh, it's the best decision I ever made. Uh, but the day you said, "Yeah, I think I'd like to fish those tournaments," <laughs> you have you have no idea, angels. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd been ten years or more uh, on the sidelines, and you and I kind of came back. Yeah, and we hit did. it hard there yeah, for a while. We did for a long time. I, I live vicariously through you. You know well, that. So. See, and, and see, now that Hudson is 12 and he's interested in it, and, I, and I'm almost, I don't know whether to tell him no or <laughs> tell him to go because it's such a crazy thing. Yeah. But it's in, it's in our blood. It's in our, it's in our DNA. Now, your dad didn't fish that much, just a little bit. He, he fished very little. And, and he, was a work, he just worked all the time. He worked all the time. And, and the funny thing was he, when I was real small, like five or six, he had a boat, an aluminum craft with a, like a 25 hand tiller uh, Johnson motor on it, and and he and I never will forget one one spring or late spring he caught some of the biggest stringers of bass I'd ever seen. But he was an opportunist if bass were biting, he was bass fishing, catfish, but whatever yeah. biting, you know. And he never took me in the boat, uh, and that was about the time he was starting his own business and. Later, he kind of got out of the boat uh, business too. But but he was a pretty good fisherman and one of the best gar fishermen that I've ever seen. He load a boat with gar fishing with a rope deal. Yeah, you know he was decades. Like Richard Gene, the fisherman. He was he that. was <laughs> decades ahead of Richard Gene. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's forty years, fifty I years ago. Growing up, Shannon Wheeler, dude, let's fish. Sent me a video of Richard Gene, the fishing machine, fishing with rope, and he's like, "Dude, have you ever seen this?" I was like, "Well, actually, heard about this my whole life because my granddad, who I never got to meet, but my granddad was pretty proficient with rope for catching gar. Now, would he eat gar when he do that? You know, I don't. I, I think we did eat them, or he, I don't. There's remember. no way Grandma Duncan cooked a gar. No, no, no. Now no, she, she cook a salmon patty, but she wasn't no, gonna cook no gar. She might have. I don't know what he did with it. I, I, I suspect he traded it for something. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So fishing is definitely in our blood. My, my great-grandma. So one to have dad on. And dad keeps up. With their, we've got a lot of friends in this industry and this sport and stuff. And, and uh, we keep up with all the tournaments. Of course, y'all know because I do low budget. But dad's, he's on it, texting and keeping up. And so I want to talk about this Bassmaster Open. And it's crazy. And, and it's there are people like split on what happened. I keep reading a lot of comments. And uh, first of all, I want to say shout out. Y'all like when I say that, but shout out to Ronnie Moore and Stetson Blaylock doing some uh, Bassmaster. We got Bassmaster Opens Live and I got to watch it yesterday and it was awesome. Coverage was great. 
they did a really, really good job in uh, bringing bringing you that coverage. And it's the first time it's it's been much needed. I have said it on here. The Opens needed that shot in the arm, and they got it. And uh, so kudos to Bass for doing that, bringing the full production. I mean, it was it was awesome. Uh, what I, I got to watch a good bit of it yesterday. But you saw this this playing out. John Garrett, uh, Kentucky Lake boy, Bethel University. Like it looks like he's going to get his win. His first win, he's been really competitive. He's won on the college side a lot. He's a great, great young man, great fisherman. And it's playing out on bass track. And I actually told Dad, oh, yeah, John Garrett, you know, they got him projected. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like he's going to win. And we, we had a little cookout last night. We were talking about it. And then I pulled it up. And then Chris Jones, who is Mr. Oklahoma, I mean, he wins everything out there, I think. And, and it seems like if there is a – Event like a Costa style Toyota, whatever they call it now, and Bass Open. That he is, he's always on the top 10 and he's won several of those uh, Costas and things, BFLs, but he's always around. So he weighs in one of the biggest trainers of the entire tournament, 19 pounds, and ends up winning. But the story is John Garrett is the second Bassmaster tournament in a row we've seen this, but John Garrett has a penalty because he brings in six fish in his live wheel, ends up losing by two pounds, which Nothing against Chris Jones, Chris at all. Nothing at all because he caught an absolute amazing stringer on a stingy, stingy low weight deal. He catches 19 pounds on the final day. It's huge. But, and if he caught 18, he wouldn't have won, right? So, but with this penalty, John Garrett loses. This is my question. A friend of mine posted this this morning. I thought it was great. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. It's a screenshot. A buddy of mine, Justin Kimmel. Y'all know Justin, Bass University. Justin posted this. I can't find it. Why, why would I be able to find it? But Justin said, a three-day tournament ultimately ultimately decided by an errant cast made during a probable moment where a guy is fueled with adrenaline and catching them. I understand the penalty needs to be given because a state legal limit might be five fish or because everyone else is playing by the same rules, but two pounds. It's a two-pound penalty. Like... That's always my thing is how do we decide, you know, does the does the uh, punishment fit the crime? And that is one we one of our dear friends. <laughs> my my team partner for twenty five yeah. years uh, Did was, it in, was in top ten of FLW tour event on on Wheeler and competing series FLW when it was a series when yeah. it was a series yeah, yeah. it was and, a tour against tour guys right and uh, uh, well Mark Rose won Mark Rose won, won it, yeah. tournament. And uh, final day, I'm standing at uh, the weigh-in, uh, waiting on you know waiting on them to come back, and it's and there's a big delay, big delay, and and uh, he came to the ramp with with six fish. I mean, his cameraman couldn't believe it, nobody could believe it, and if I'm not mistaken, he would have finished second or third. Third, yeah. and, and I, if I'm not mistaken. They threw his biggest fish. I think back. that's the FLW. Where you, you biggest fish goes plus a plus pound. A pound. Yeah. And so, I think bass used to be. That may be what bass may just be straight up two pound. I think it is just straight two pound penalty is, now. But yeah. FLW was throw out your biggest one and a pound penalty. And and he had a big fish. He had a big fish that day. And he had a four or five pounders. So so that I mean that was even a bigger penalty than yeah. the two pound penalty. But my question is this: like. Does that two-pound penalty, I mean, does that fit the crime? Or like the FLW rule in that situation, does that fit it? In that situation, because you're throwing them in a box, 
things happen quick. Now, it, same thing happened to Shane LeHue, and Buddy Gross was 11th. Shane was 10th, brought in six flip-flops. Buddy ends up winning 100 grand. Of course, Buddy smashed him, but he Buddy was. doesn't even make the top 10 nope. if Shane been. doesn't have this penalty. So does the punishment fit the crime in that situation? Because it is not, to me, a, a two-pound penalty is – it's pretty steep in that situation. But I understand we have state, local laws, and things we have to follow when we're fishing tournaments. But that being said, it's not – it is breaking a rule, but it's not like you're not intentionally trying to better yourself or beat your opponent. I, I don't know. I don't know. I got, it's, a, it's a weird well, one. I mean, it's a weird one. You know, if you break a rule in NASCAR, you got to – you go I, you I go, you go a lap look, down. You know? Look, and, I, and I'll say this. Bass, over the years – uh, they are the most strict organization when it comes to they don't play like you, you, you they don't mess around well, and so and this is nothing against bass at all but it is it, it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy well I, I, you know here's here's the, the the beauty of whatever the rule is it's the same for everybody That's and, right. and, you know and it's self-enforced. No doubt. No you doubt. know, so hats off to the yeah, young to man. John for saying, for hey, John say saying hey, yeah. look what I did. Because how many people don't yeah. do that, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, but. Or or maybe not at that level, but how many people in another kind of tournament would say, well, oh, yeah, I had, this is fine. You know, these guys are professionals. This is a young man. It's a professional. And he oh, ca- he's great. Called a penalty on himself. Listen, they say karma's a bitch. Well, listen, <laughs> yeah. good karma is yeah, no too, and, he, and he's gonna have he his day. He will be better for this. That's right. Because John's already—he's a—he's a great young man. I want to have him on the podcast. No, he's uh, a great I didn't want to bug him on Father's Day. I just wanted to bug this guy. But uh, I want to have John on because he—he's a great young man. I, I've been fortunate enough to meet him a few times. He's a great fisherman, and he will be better for this. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, y'all comment if you're watching on YouTube. Comment below. Uh, if you think that punishment is, is that punishment fair? Now everybody knows the rules. You know the rule, and mm. I have no doubt that Shane LeHue and John, when this happened, that the feeling in the pit of their stomach, they wanted to throw up immediately because it's oh. not one that you're not doing it on. Per- it's not like if you break the information rule, right? Oh, like yeah. if I call you, that's intentional, and that sucks, and you should be disqualified, and that is the punishment for that. Yeah. And I think that's fair. That's fair. But on something like this, man, I don't know. There's got to be a penalty for it. Okay, I agree with that, but I just don't know if two pounds. I don't know how we – Bill Taylor used to always go, oh, two-pound two penalty. He'd just pull it out of the air and be like, hey, Bill, what happens if I, you know, run over a log with my boat and I have to swim by a two-pound penalty? Like, where you, where you get that from? He'd be like, oh, that's two pounds. You can't, hey, you can't I, leave the boat. How? Uh, Why? Where'd well, you come up with two pounds? But you know the rules. You, you, know, them, you know them in advance. Oh, no doubt. No so, doubt, and it's all laid out. And there. it's all—it is horrible. Oh, it's I mean, and 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 the winner didn't want to win this way. Not at all. You know, Not at all. but he's also an incredible angler oh, and well. deserves the win as much as anybody. And well, had a great tournament. And, and if anybody asked you who's going to win the tournament, I'd probably pick Chris. I'd pick, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's just man, and I and and, it, and unfortunately for Chris. This kind of that story is the story people remember right. from the tournament, you know. Uh, but still, hats off to Chris. Hats off to John for fishing it. His strategy, watching him on live yesterday, he was catching retreads. He was catching release fish, but he was very open and adamant about doing so. And in a very tough event, 
That goes on more. Smart. At, yeah, it goes on at the pro level a lot uh, more than people realize. A lot. Fishing around the boat <laughs> ramp and where fish are released. You know, of course, you know, Bass, FLW, well, have release boats. And there's an off-limits, but people fish right up to the line. Uh, well, and yeah, they do, and and they're not going to take those fish. They're not going to run them 10 miles away. <laughs> they're going to be right there within that general area. But what amazes me the most is how quick those fish bite again. You crazy. Know, it, you know, Wesley Strader had a deal, and I know you remember this, on Lake Oneida, he caught a four-pound smallmouth, these crazy markings on it, like two or three years ago. He made the elite, so I think three years ago. Catches a smallmouth, weighs it in. The next day, stops within about a mile of the rim. This fish had gone a long ways and caught it in a little pocket fishing for largemouth. The exact, without a doubt, I bet exact my children on this exact same fish, but it bit the absolute next day. The next day, because I'll never forget that. So it's crazy to me, with all we think we know about fish, how quick they actually bite again. I've never met one. That no, I've like never it. met dumb ones. No. <laughs> I've only encountered no. hard ones in any of my fishing career. Wes catches a lot of stupid fish. Wes yeah. does catch a lot of fish. Straighter, <laughs> he, he, he catches a lot of dumb ones. Yeah. Or give him he's that. A, he know, he's learned how to find the dumb ones. <laughs> Listen, which has made a hell of a career. <laughs> I wish I'd have found a few more. I need to find dumb ones. I found a few dumb ones this week. I did get to fish this week a little yeah, bit. And you... I found some dumb ones this week. I had, I had some fun this week. It's Fishing has really been awful around here with all the fishing pressure. And I'm glad everybody's getting to fish, but it's definitely affecting the uh, definitely affecting the fish. Yeah, I just want to talk. I don't want to know what you're, you're like me. You're, you're outspoken and opinionated but uh, about things. And that would just... Seeing that post from Justin, I was like, wow, you know, I never really thought about that. Does the punishment fit the crime in that? In that? So y'all comment below if y'all are watching on the YouTubes. And uh, I, I'm going to say in this case, it, it, it seems unfair. Uh, yeah. And if it was a guy that was in 80th place. You'd never pay attention. you never pay yeah, attention. That's, that's it's all about where he it's was. Perspective, yeah. You know, and, and, that's a good point. And, that's a really good and point. And it's got to be the same. If he's fifth, you don't. You never hear the story. Never hear it. Never, never hear it. No. Yeah. You know, my, my bud, our buddy Jerry. Oh, you know, yeah. If he'd have been going to win the tournament, oh, it would have been, been a big story. Yeah. But you really never heard it because nah. he was going to be third. Everybody else and is there. He ended up eighth. Second place, first loser, right? Yeah. Ricky Bob, you ain't first, you last. I mean, that's right. If there's anything we learned from Talladega Nights, it's <laughs> that. So, well, kudos to those guys. John handled it like a pro. And uh, congrats to Chris on a great win. Brandon Polinick slid in that top two. There was some. There was uh, some cool storylines in that tournament. We also had uh, there's a couple guys that haven't fished bass in a while uh, by the name of uh, Greg Hackney and uh, Jacob Brosnick that uh, seemed to be fishing those opens. And Hackney actually led it the first day, and he said in an interview, "Yeah, it was a one day deal. I'm not gonna catch him. He only caught one the next day. So when you're good, you're good." He called it. He called it, but uh, had a still had a great tournament. It was a tough one, man. That Arkansas, any of those river tournaments, I feel like with 200 boats in the summer, they're just always tough. And it comes down to strategy. And the guys that did well just just played it out. They they could lock through down to Kerr Lake, I think is what it's called. And the second day, I was reading that they had a barge stuck in the lock that they mm. couldn't get. So there's all this crazy stuff that happened. But uh, real fun event to watch the first Central Open of the year. Uh, and you know more to come. Where do they go next? The Centrals go to maybe Rayburn is next in September, and then they go to uh, Neely Henry of all places, they which go is not to really Central. Yeah, wow. which is cool in October, and then they go to Lake Louisville in Texas, which has six bass. 
and the whole thing. And but uh, I think Ravens in September, and then uh, but then you got the Easterns going. I, I forget where they go next. I don't do any research before I talk on big, the big, podcast. Uh, big couple of well, you didn't even tell me what we're going to talk about. So I get that. I don't even have any notes this week. I'm just <laughs> uh, you know big big couple of weeks for bass. I thought it was great. You know the whole ESPN two thing. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. That was used in Mike and Mike. They get a big, oh, yeah. huge Buddy shout Gross out. Buddy got a shout out. Buddy gets a huge yeah. shout out. Mike Golick. Yeah. That was cool. That was pretty awesome. And uh, and now this, you know, in, in a bad way, but they're getting a lot of press. They're getting a lot of press. A lot of uh, press. And I got to say. But they did Bass Live, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. And something I'll say, too, I found out this week, I fished with a good buddy of mine, David Allen, guide, master guide down on Pickwick. And David makes some baits every now and then, right? And if y'all, and y- most of y'all have probably seen this, but this is a cool story. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, so David makes a hair jig, and Jordan Lee, I did not know this. When I did the podcast last week, I had no idea that this happened because I did not get to see the clip of Jordan catching the uh, the winning big bass that won him 100 grand down at Heavy Hitters. He caught it on David's freaking jig, gave David a shout out on camera. David's all tore up about it. Well, I fished with David this week. We called them on the same jig. So I got a video coming out Thursday on the channel. Be sure to watch it because David tells the story. It's pretty cool. But uh, we catch them on the $100,000 hair jig. A lot of fun. But uh, so I got I to gotta say kudos to Joe Lee for giving David a shout. It's pretty cool. David had gave them to him for chick for this FLW Super Tournament that's going on this week. And he which, ended up throwing which, uh, it in Florida. Which I get at chick, but... In Florida, Florida, no. Yeah, it's not a Florida. It's not a Florida deal. The preacher, hey, it's a Tennessee River staple. But hats Jordan, a, hats off to Jordan for stepping outside I the box. I saw today somebody sent me a screenshot. He's leading the points in MLF because, of course, he is. But he has won two hundred thirty-four thousand dollars a year. <laughs> they like four tournaments. Hey, MLF's been really good for. Hey, yeah. It's been good for his bank account yeah, for sure. Good Him, for Jacob Wheeler, it's been good yeah. for a few of their bank accounts. I imagine the FLW Super Tournament this week is going to be good for Jacob's bank account. Jacob's probably going to bank. Th- yeah, I think that he'd. Uh, now, there's going to be, there's a lot of guys that are going to have a lot to say about that. Michael yeah. Neal and various other FLWs. Yeah, don't, don't count Michael Neal out. Don't count any of them out because it's really unique. We got the, I don't even know when it starts. It's a really weird schedule. They practice Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I think they start Tuesday or something, which is a weird tournament schedule, but uh, I'm still not sure why that's the case, but uh, it's hard to keep up with. But 206 boats of some of the best fishermen around graphing the same spots. Yeah. Hey, will it be one shallow or will it one be one deep? It's going to be one shallow. Okay, because right, it's different. It. It's different this year. Uh, and hey, let me give a shout out to my buddy Alex Davis, who oh. I'm rooting for. Uh, Alex uh, and I went fishing last week, so we're just we're just wearing the, we're wearing these river guides out. Yeah, around. we have. We we're very fortunate that we're friends with some really good yeah. dudes that'll take us fishing. Uh, and, that, and let us catch and one. let us catch one every now and then. And yeah, Dad went with Alex Davis. And if y'all aren't following Alex, go please go do that. He's he's a great guy. Uh, same it, with my buddy David Allen. Make sure you're following along if you want to see some Pickwick Giants. He's he's always steady. Listen, David Allen, Pickwick's his middle name, and Alex Davis is probably the greatest Gunnersville fisherman. 
Man, it's up there. There's a lot of them. He's way There's a lot up of really there. good guys out there, but and, Alex just gets it. And he's pumped up about Chick. We talked oh, a lot well. about it. He knows Chick well. Chick, you know, I'm I'm rooting for Alex. I, he's, uh, well, what's scary about Alex in a Tennessee River event like that is not only does he know the deep game very, 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 very well, graphing, he knows how to set up on them right, but he's also, and Chick has grass, He's also one of the greatest grass fishermen in the entire country. Listen, we fished a lot of grass at Gunnersville uh, last week, and we caught a lot of fish. I mean, we and we caught some good fish, and and we caught a lot of fish shallow. And, uh, let me just tell everybody in that tournament, Alex is tuned in. Yeah, he's, uh, he, dialed. he's dialed and he's ready, dialed so don't count him out. Yeah, he uh, he's such a good dude. But there's so, man, it's it's hard for me. I have too many friends over there. It's yeah. hard for me to pick. With an FLW going on, but you got Brad Knight, Big BK, yeah, BK, 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 yeah. BK. But they can also the cool thing about this week, and I and hats off to FLW for doing this. They can lock through the Nickajack, and they can go to Watts Bar. So if you want to risk it and get out of the crowd, you can. And some of those guys probably got some sweet oh, spots on those legs. Yeah, listen, yeah. there's gonna be. I won't say. Because Chickamauga gets the heck beat out of it, right? But you're not you're not going to see. I'd say you might see forty guys locked out of the whole field, but you'll you'll see so, several. So, question: Does smallmouth play? Yeah, but, but you only weigh one this time of year, so it sucks. That's right. They got to be eighteen inches. They don't at all. They would. Yeah. They could below Nick and Jack Dam, absolutely. But you only weigh one this time of year, so but, one eighteen incher. They're going to be a, a Harper. Lot. She's coming around the corner. Definitely not going to be on camera because she's been sleeping for what appears to be seven hours. But she wants everybody to know. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Uh, Harper Elizabeth going around the corner. So they'll Not be, on camera. There'll be a few big smallmouth waves. Yeah, there'll be smallmouth waves, but when we fished there last year, I started out my first morning, and I was just steady catching smallies, and I'm like, this is not good <laughs> because you can't, you can't weigh them in. So FLW Pro Circuit, we got 56 of the BPT guys, a lot of the big names missing from that list. Uh, your so Van Dams and Ott. Is West? And, West fishing. Oh, yeah. Straighter's in it. Yeah, well, you I mean, better he, watch Straighter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can't bet with, yeah. against West on Chick no. at all. Um, Justin Atkins. I mean, there's so many of these guys. And nothing against any of the FLW guys. I think, if this is my opinion, the FLW circuit guys will roll the BPT guys. I think, in my opinion. I think overwhelmingly... Like them boys don't play, dude. There's some. Well, there's they're some as good as they get, but but nah, I don't know if I want to. I don't know. It. I think there'll be a lot. I, they're going to give a hundred checks, which is crazy. But I think I think the checklist will be interesting. Well, Wheeler's just on fire. Oh, Wheeler's going to catch them. It's not. It, and Jordan. I mean, these guys are. Yeah. But but man, there'll be some FLW guys who really oh, step up and, and, and catch uh, them against these and, guys, and and they won't to. And they want, oh, yeah, yeah that's like having to. a bullseye on your Yeah, back. they want to. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing in an event like this, though, you have 206 boats. It doesn't necessarily come down to the best fishermen. It comes down to the best game plan. Because on the Tennessee River, you, like, Chick fishes tiny. That's what people don't realize. Chickamauga fishes very, 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 very small. Especially with the offshore game, it fishes even smaller than it normally would. Couple that with the fact that it gets Pounded on a daily basis, especially, all weekend. especially during a pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah. 
during Corona time, yeah, it yeah. gets its brains kicked in. So, man, I think the guy that puts a good game plan together gets fortunate with boat numbers and things like that. Yeah. It all comes in. Those are the stories you don't hear. It just looks like, oh, oh God, I didn't catch him any. You got, a guy like, you got Jason Lambert in it, too. Like, oh, you, yeah. I mean, you got to think about there's so many factors that play. Well, there's so many of those guys that if – they're all going to find the same fish deep, right? A thousand percent. You know, they're all going to be. A thousand percent. You know, there are no, there so, are no secrets. No, so, so there's where boat draws and, and planning and, and game plan really going to come in. Now, play. a guy like Michael Neal yeah. has some juicy stuff that some of those guys don't know. Maybe yeah. some springs, maybe, you know, some different things. Speaking of springs, I caught him on a spring up there last year. You did. But I, I, about, I imagine there's a line for it right now. Uh, thanks to the YouTube video. I can imagine there's a pretty steady line for practice all around that little bad boy. Um, it probably has been all year, if I'm guessing. It's thrifting this tournament. Yeah, thrifty's in it. Yeah, thr- thrifty. Yeah. He's yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to, to, to see, to, to say the least. But... Uh, Still just a... 206? 206, yeah. It's a crowd. It's a crowd. And Kevin Van Dam only... He just didn't fish this because of sponsor obligations. I imagine it's got more to do with he didn't want to deal with 206 boats and pay an entry fee, if I'm guessing. But it's going to be an interesting week. I hadn't talked to anybody that's been practicing uh, yet to see recording this, like I said, on Sunday afternoon. But uh, that kicks off Tuesday, so y'all can... Check it out. That's gonna be a great. That'll be a great tournament. Weather's gonna yeah, be I think pretty so. good. Well, we got. <laughs> well, except for the damn <laughs> sandstorm. So you know, <laughs> Dad sends me the other night a text that says we're going. We're going to the beach this week. So yeah, I got so, I got two days offshore in the Gulf of Mexico this. Yeah, this week. we're going snapper fishing this week. Yeah. Taking all the kids down at the end of this week. So the podcast next week might be a little late, but. We're going down, so Dad sends me and my brother. We're all, we're all going down on Thursday, but Dad sends me a text. Says, There's a damn sandstorm coming from the Sahara Desert. Sahara Desert. Like, how does that even? I don't know. 2020 is not our year. It's uh, just not, we didn't think 2019. 2019 I thought 2019 was bad. Worse. It couldn't got worse. But For us personally. This one's weirder. 2020 is just like you can't make it up. You can't make it up. And it says the Gulf of Mexico is where it will be affected, so... Uh, oh, hey, the good news, news <laughs> sunrises and sunsets are going to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it'll knock down any tropical oh, yeah. depressions. Yeah. So we won't have to deal with a tropical storm this week, which normally happens when we play Most fishing. of the time when I'm fishing in the Gulf, there's a depression either coming or leaving. <laughs> so that ought to be good. I'd love to get a little insurance against those. Yeah, oh. but a Saharan sandstorm. So I don't know what's next. I don't know if it's... Uh, I, I don't remember all the plagues in the Bible, but I feel like we've already gone through most of them. <laughs> yeah. Giant squid. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's coming next. Flying frogs, burning bushes. Yeah. I don't know. Well, burning bushes is a good That's a thing. different story. <laughs> That's a different story, but I'm just saying. It's the locusts that are good. The locusts, yeah. yeah. I mean, cicadas, locusts. Yeah. Somebody said there's like 17-year cicada. Carter Andrews the other day was telling me. Oh, those are the 17 years ago. Oh, okay. Of Carter, of Carter said it, I believe. Yeah, I was telling him about fishing for those carp. He's like, oh, well, they're very specific on the 17 years cicada right now, and you don't have the right fly. So he's telling me why well, I couldn't catch them carp that yeah, I fly fished for the other day. But yeah, we don't need to start talking about the carp. No, no, don't don't get me going on the carp. But uh, craziness, Sahara Desert, and you have been, you're pretty cautious on the COVID thing. 
You have been, uh, right? Yeah, I'm closer to you than I want. I know, I know. But that's not that's you know that's not just because I'm afraid I'm going to get it. I, and you know I'm you know I have a lot of employees that I'm around, and uh, you know my company has uh, uh, eighteen thousand, and we've had a lot of cases, and 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 got some hot spots now, and I you know I've got a lot of employees in Memphis, which has been a hot spot. So yeah, I've been cautious. trying to be careful. And, I've been careful and. Big shout out, Waste Connections, right? Waste, Waste Connections bringing you Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bringing you. Dad uh, works for an awesome company. There, by the way, I started following them on Instagram this week. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of really, really cool stuff on Instagram, and I don't yeah. know why I'm just now following them. But I think the page is not that old. Actually, I don't it's, think they've it's been. It's not very old. Uh, we actually just put somebody in charge of all that in the really last good. couple it's of It's really months, good. Man. Like, they're, they're talking about their frontline employees, the guys out there actually right. on the and dealing with people and stories and videos. Really cool. So, follow away, official Waste Connections on Instagram. You know, I mean, they support my fishing and have employed my dad for very many years yeah, now. Yeah, 20. Two, three years. Yeah, right? they've put up with him, which is they deserve a medal of honor for that, <laughs> just like anybody puts up with me. And they know it. And they know it. So, would you rate this Father's Day as the be- as the best one ever, gift wise? I mean, did we knock it out of the park? Me and Blake. Shout out to my little brother. People like when I say shout outs, I try to say it as much as I can because I get negative comments about it. It was a great Father's Day, and uh, and and listen, in this day, especially personally. Uh, you know, the one thing I've learned in the last several months is to appreciate uh, your family. And we do a lot of things together now we that more we always did, but but when mom got sick and left us, uh, I, I, I think it uh, uh, made us realize just, you know, and, and yesterday, yesterday, last night was great. Been a great Father's Day. Uh, gifts were great. I wasn't even expecting. I didn't know you got gifts for Father's Day. I don't think y'all ever. Oh come I don't on! Think you ever We've got gotten any gifts before. Well, yeah, but probably rods and reels. Well, none is I mean, nice. We none is got nice. Abu Garcia, yeah, none, shout out, big shout out. Abu none, none is nice as the Abu Garcia. <laughs> you did get a Shimano rod. I will I say that that's we, a nice Shimano. We rod. we uh, we have a great local tackle store here at home, and and uh, they got some new Shimanos. They look pretty cool. My brother said, "Hey, go get him this." These rods are awesome. I've been looking at them, so I went and I right. uh, picked it up for us. It is a shout-out to Lawson's. Yeah, Lawson's. Y'all yeah. need to hit me up, Lawson's. Y'all watching this, y'all need to hit me yeah. up. I need a discount. Lawson's a great store. Buy a lot Lower of stuff of Tennessee. Yeah. Those of y'all listening all over the country probably don't care about that, but uh, they, they they do. They carry a lot of tackle, and it's fun. I, I've been – this year, y'all know I travel. I've been home with all this craziness – I don't buy tackle at home. I don't buy it from local tackle stores. It's something that people don't realize. I shop. I have shopped more at tackle stores on the road than I get to at home. And I'm fortunate with like six cents and trocorn. I don't want for a lot of stuff. You know, I have great sponsors. Uh, Zoom Plastics always took care of me in the past. You know, I'm using more six cents plastics these days. A lot of their things, but. I've never really. I don't. Have, I mean, I buy odd ends, but man, we've got we've got a great tackle store in Lawson's here and and at home, and and they do, man. They got the stuff. And, they got it. And I've I've been. What's our tw- twenty minutes from Pickwick? Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. So I've yeah. been going down there and spent too much money, if you ask Marissa. But uh, I'm always uh, 
I'm always going in there these days, about once a week, and spending some money. And so I don't I, go that often, just because I'm social distance. Oh yeah, I, well I go, and I'm sorry I, if I if I put you in any danger with well, the COVID. You, you know, I brought my mask. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so, Prime One Camo sponsor yeah, appropriate. Yeah. Prime One has got me through, and a lot of my employees too. Shout out to them. Yeah, big Lance, big Lance. You know, Lance hooked me up with uh, about six hundred of these when I was needing to get them for my employees. So, yeah, um, I wear that bow hunting. I can't. I tried to wear one to a grocery store one time, and it kept falling off. And then I got super paranoid because they say don't touch your face. And I felt like yeah, everybody does was judging me. It does make face. you touch your face. <laughs> I was like so everybody was judging me. So I just pulled it around my neck and it looked like I was wearing a bandana around my neck. <laughs> it was a TH Marine one. It kept sliding down. I was like, yeah. I can't. Shout out to TH Marine. I don't have a TH Marine. But. <laughs> this is going to be the most commented too many shout out video. So some guys made a th- whole thread about me on the Bass Pro Central one time. And it was like, this guy only does is shout people out. And that was one of my favorite comments that anybody ever sent me. So, so now we got to shout. You got to give shout outs to people. Shout out. That's, that's all we got. Our that's opinion, all we got. Man. Yeah, that's all we got. Our opinion. All we got is is our uh, our love for folks. That's right. We, or or, or uh, disagreeing with folks. You got to throw it all out there. Everybody's entitled to their opinion on anything. I think I think that's right. Do you think that? Uh, do you think it's odd that people love you until you say something they disagree with? <laughs> well, welcome to life. <laughs> That's just part of I do think it's funny because depending on what I talk about on here, you do get that because if you're saying something that's like, oh, yeah, I'm all for that. But the second you don't, people do change their mind, you know, and, and we live in that. I call it cancel cancel culture we're definitely in that right now with everything going yeah. on in the world if you said something 12 years ago dude i'm in trouble like if they ever go through all the podcasts and videos i'm well, in trouble well and you know it it is a tough time everybody's stressed out and to you know you know and and it it's you know people are good though i mean we'll get through this and things will get better and i believe there'll be a day that uh, uh we're a civil population again not well, at each I other's think, throat all the time well i think that um and and we throw stones here on low budget live at, at things at times i uh, didn't know to bring stones no but but truly like i think that the mainstream media i think things do get blown out of proportion a lot yeah. of times like the world is not as bad it's not it's not that bad and I, I said it on here a couple weeks ago reckless kelly has a new song it says it's called North American. Shout Jackpot. out to Reckless. Yeah, shout out to yeah. Reckless. If y'all are listening, y'all, thanks, thanks for listening. But uh, it says we hit the jackpot, baby. You and me, we were born in North America in the 21st century. There's no place on planet Earth that, that I would rather be than right here, and 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 in Southern Tennessee, I have to say that. Even though I will say this earlier today, I was watching Yellowstone. <laughs> shout out to Kevin Costner. Kev, he's what? Kev, if you're Kev, if you're, he's big boats and pros guy. Yeah. Uh, Montana's the most beautiful place in the entire world. Montana, it holds beautiful. a special place in my heart. I've been a couple times. Marissa and I went a couple years ago, and she goes, "I just, that's just man." Every scene in that thing, and I think they shoot a lot of that actually in Utah too. But like the West is just very, but Southern Tennessee, it's it's home. 
Hard always will be. Uh, we like the beach too. We do. We do like Orange Beach. We yeah. like our. Uh, we'll call it Mom's Beach. We, we like Mom's Beach, but. Uh, well, we actually like beyond the beach. We uh, like. Yeah, we like. Uh, we we're not mom, real beach. Mom, mom loved the beach, and we love. We the like beach. the red snapper. Twenty five miles out. So. We like to snatch yeah. on them fish that live out there. But uh, uh, we're gonna get down there this week, and uh, so the podcast we're fishing uh, through the weekend. So little heads up. The podcast may be a little later on Monday. I may record on Monday morning instead of on Sunday. So if it's up at uh, lunch on Monday, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all loyal listeners, I appreciate y'all waiting on it. Uh, Another thing I want to say before we leave you today is uh, thank y'all so much for Boats and Pros love. Carl Jacobson, uh, if you haven't watched it, please go watch it. Uh, We're getting close to 8,000 views already. Uh, which is a little behind the other episodes, but we took a little time off, so I understand that. And there's a lot of content coming at you right now. But Carl's story is absolutely amazing. And if you have not watched it, and I think that he... Oh, it, it, you know, and, and Marissa said it to me that before I got to see it, it, it it's kind of emotional. Oh, it is. I, it's, mean, it, I did yeah, when we were it, filming, I got emotional. It, it, it and, and your story and his story, uh, you, you know, they sound similar until you really get to thinking about Here's a guy never saw a bass. Yeah, uh, an American bass, yeah, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass. He was tournament fishing for Barramundi. Uh, well, and, and Australian bass, and which Australian, were like white bass, right, kind of. Yeah, and and gives up everything, comes over here, uh, and and literally is giving up on that too. And just watch it, hear the yeah, story. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Most of y'all, most of y'all, probably already seen it. But in the comments, I I cannot express my gratitude enough by just saying it on here i truly do mean it. i appreciate each and every one of you that give me the opportunity to do these things but seeing the comments the the love towards carl's story the love towards what we've done with boats and pros there there are a lot more coming i do see a couple frustrating comments where you guys are like we need more we need more look had COVID not happened, we would already be like seven episodes into this thing right now, heading into July, because it was one a month. It's what we're going to do, but we are going to make up for it. I promise you, there are going to be several more this year. Uh, as soon as we can, as soon as we can get them filmed, they'll they'll be pumped out, and we got a good guest list. But uh, thank y'all so much for watching that, though, and it's, it was fun getting that back out this week. Be sure to check out the video I got coming out Thursday. I want to thank this guy for coming out tonight and I, I hope y'all enjoyed dad being on we'll have to get him back y'all comment below if you want marty d to come back uh for sure it's 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 rare for me to get to talk to somebody in person unless it's harper y'all have seen harper on uh but this is a lot of fun for me getting to do this uh with dad and especially on father's day so i told marissa earlier this week i was like i want to do a podcast with dad so i thank you for, thanks. for coming dad. well thanks for and, inviting me I, that's really nice to get to see your house family <laughs> And if you wonder where I get any bit of my smart ass from, it's from this guy right here, uh, for sure. So as we end, is there any? You got any sponsor plugs or anything you need to get out there? Uh, shout out to Shimano and Abu. Well, you know, <laughs> who, who who makes that big spinner bait that I want? I think Jackal. Ja- Megalodon. Jackal Megalodon. Yeah, shout out. Uh, I, I, you know, send it to Luke. He'll get it to me. Uh, but uh, just thanks for uh, inviting me. It's great. It's fun. I always enjoy watching and uh, uh, listening to your controversial comments. 
Uh, I will. Even my own dad. I will. Uh, uh, if I get to come back, I'll try to be a little more controversial. But but with age, Jeez. with Jeez, age comes with, with age comes a little more tolerance and patience. You'll you'll learn that. But uh, I love you and and uh, I love thank, you too, Pop. Th- happy Father's Day. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that very much. So he he told me one time. Years ago, put his arm around me while I was about to have my first child and said, uh, this thing's not as easy as you think it is. And, and that stuck with me for a long time. It's not, but it is very, very rewarding. Uh, thank you all out there for everything you've done for me. All the commenting, all the watching, all the subscribing. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel if you're watching this on YouTube. Hug your damn mama. Always make sure you do that. You'll know we end every week with that. And I'm going to take you out with some Luke Duncan Bluxy Blues about this guy. And I hope you all have a fantastic week. I will see y'all very soon. From Jackson Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine, it don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway. Does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.